We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. 12.30, we have Ben White coming up. Find out some financial news going on with Ben. And also get his take on this new companion stadium. Stadium. Deal what seems to be, huh, are they going to bring it back? Are uh, they going to try to figure something out? I know they're trying to get some money, but there are a lot of people over there that don't want to just spend $500,000 to investigate whether or not things will work out. But we're talking about this game coming up this weekend. We're Later on, we'll get into the power rankings as well and uh, find out exactly where Washington is. I think they got all the way up to 13. We're going to find out if they stayed there. I haven't looked at it at all, if they are dropping back. But the question was asked to Pete Haley earlier today, did he think the team would make the playoffs? And as we went through the segment, I listened to a lot of things, Pete, and he seemed very, very much pro-Washington. And when J.P. asked him the question, the fact that he didn't immediately answer, it caught my attention. And then he began to think, and he said, no. I wonder from you all, what do you think about that situation? So, I'm going to open up the phone lines here. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Give us a call on the MGM National Harbor listening line. I want to find out from you. Do you feel the team will make the playoffs? If they had won the game, I think they jumped up to 89%. They lost the game, so they're down to like 35%. I felt in the last four games they had to go 2-2 two and two or better. If they went 3-1, and one, I feel like it was a guarantee they didn't have any issue at all. But they lost that game against the Giants. Now as we go into this game here against the San Francisco 49ers, I truly believe this is a must-win game. And I wonder, are a lot of fans still having the same confidence that they did before the Giants game? When we went into the Giants series, let's say it like that, in three weeks we were playing the same team, and I know the majority of the people that were calling into this station, they felt, that we were the better team. Before the Giants game, the first one, I thought we were too. But then I started to hear a lot of people around the country begin to say, these two teams are very equally matched, and people don't seem to want to believe that. Well, we finished to a tie. Then we move on to where we went. We had a bye. They had to play. They got, they got embarrassed. The week of the game, the Giants talked as if this was a vitally important game. Grab those uh, phone calls there, Jeff. People calling in, find out if they're going to win or not. So we, we, we were talking as if it's just another game, but they end up winning. Whatever you want to say, why they won, this, that, and the other, they get two turnovers. Uh, they did not play as good as they're capable of playing. Uh, I know the defensive line didn't play as well as they could possibly play. We lose the game. Now you're in a situation where you're going to play against a team who is 
better than you, I would say. But in this league, we watch it all professionally. Everybody get paid. And you may lose the football game. So the question we're asking, 800-636-1067, will the Commanders make the playoffs? JP, I had to ask this because when Pete said no, that threw me for a loop because he was <laughs> he was pro-Commanders the whole yeah. time he talked. And then he all of a sudden jumped and said no. And I think as much as Pete loves the team, every once in a while he does come in with some truth about some things he, he's picked up. Won't tell us what he picked up, but that, that was a strange one for me. I mean, if, if you just look at the numbers right now, they have less than – I mean, it's probably about 30% depending on – what you want to look at. And it's all projections. It's all just yeah. ideas. But, I mean, you've got a couple teams behind them that are hot, especially the Lions. But, I, I, I mean, do you want to include the Packers? I, I, I think that they just have too much to try to too, – too big of a hurdle to try to get back in it. But I think the Seahawks are right – the Seahawks and the Lions are a, game, a half game behind. And – I don't think it's going to be the Seattle, at least this week, because they play the Chiefs, but the Lions going to Charlotte with a real chance. Um, if the Lions can keep winning out, I mean, they'll get to 10. The Packers, I don't think – they've got three games left to get to 9-8. and eight. I just don't see that happening. Um, you know, that Lions-Panthers game will be really interesting. I, I think it's premature to rule the commanders out, but damn if it didn't get so much harder. And, and – we maybe need to be more critical than we've allowed so far about playing the Giants twice and not getting a win. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had an opportunity to win this damn thing and just didn't get there at all. Um, I just went out and watched a little bit of practice, and I mean, hell, you don't you don't get much from a little bit of pra like watching eight minutes of practice and most of it's guys stretching. Um, I did walk walk by the offensive line area and, and heard John Matsko talking with those players, and they're getting hard coaching. I mean, he he's well, that's his style. Yeah, which he's I, always cool. that way, right? Um, I just I don't know. You know what was interesting? You said there though, be is talking about the Giants maybe took this thing a little more seriously, and they're pro football players, and and ever you know. Never underestimate a professional football player. Maybe that's Washington's mindset going into San Fran, and that allows them to, to kind of pull this thing off. But see, they um, should never, ever have to just be playing a team that that's much, that much better than you just to get into that mindset. That mindset yeah. should be there every week. I mean, that's how you get consistently good. Because we, we always say, oh, they're going to get up and play for this game. It's not hard to get up and play against somebody that's supposedly better than you. But – why can't you get up and play against the people that's supposed to be even or, or less? So, I, 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 you're right. <laughs> I mean, but that's been the commanders for 20 years. Like, yeah, but and, and the that, previous and that is a problem. Name. So we need to figure out a way of getting that into a better situation. See, I'm finna go to Telly, but Telly hung up. Well, speaking of a better situation, I, I did want to talk about this Washington Post story earlier in the week um, about – Virginia, the state of Virginia legislators are trying to come up with some money just to explore a stadium. And, and, and if you go back, listen, obviously 
Well, the same people that tried to do it the first time are the same people that's trying to do it now, and those that are against it are still against it. That's what the that's what the the narrative is at this point. Well, so th- there's a couple of things at play. They're not talking about a ton of cash. I believe it's five hundred grand. Yeah, to investigate. Do yeah, and I think what if you go back a little ways here? Let, let's be real. FedEx Field, when it's full of Commanders fans, can be a lot of fun, but it's a dump. It's old. They haven't put any money into it. It's a dump. Um, I I I've covered a couple Broncos games in Denver. That stadium is probably about as old as FedEx. And I, I recently read that the new ownership of the Broncos is about to put like 75, 80 million bucks into that stadium. And, you know, Dan can tell every year they'll tell you that they made upgrades, but they're just, they're changing tires on a jalopy. Like they're not spending any real money mm-hmm. on, on FedEx field. Um, and I don't think this ownership group will. Maybe it, the next ownership group will. Um, but the search for a new stadium is, is very on and very real. And I've been told that potential ownership groups have folks kind of nosing around down on Capitol Hill, out in Annapolis, down in Richmond, about possible stadium sites. And I, I very much believe that RFK is not dead should there be a new owner. Um mm-hmm which it would be a tremendous, tremendous result. But the state of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin is, is kind of perhaps being a forward thinker on this, and he's introduced a caveat to create $500,000 to investigate, um, explore stadium options, and, and kind of what does that look like and what does it mean. Virginia has a baseball authority, I believe, that they created way back to uh, when – Baseball teams, when D.C. and, I guess, Northern Virginia were trying to lure a baseball team to the area long before the Nats existed, when there just wasn't baseball and everybody drove to Baltimore to watch the O's. Um, So they're trying to create more or less what would be a Virginia football authority to explore new stadium sites. I think this is good news. I think it shows some forward thinking by the Virginia legislatures. Legislators, pardon me. Um... Because, now, I checked with some people on this. The money doesn't become available until 2024. And I asked somebody that knows stuff about this. I said, that's smart to wait until 2024. By then, you definitely have the new owner and everything, right? And the answer is no. The no money until 24 is just a reflection of the Virginia government calendar. And that, that's their, their fiscal year. So they're putting something on the budget now to get approved to have it a year from now. Um, which to me seems kind of slow. Uh, unless I'm off on the... Lambert, but, that, the- but that I watched last night on TV. Yeah, the same guy, we, I think we had him on. He's like, why, 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 why do we want to give up $500,000 to go f- look and research a stadium site? Shouldn't we be worried about how it's going to impact the community and worry about the damn traffic it's going to cause? Let's just figure that out first. So as I said, the same people that were trying to push it through quickly, who came in with all this bad talk, they're the same people that want to do this right now. And the people that were against that then are still against it. Yeah, I mean, listen, Chap was has been kind to us. He's been on the show a few times. I don't think times. it was Chap. It was this other guy. The other, it was a different name I saw last night on TV. I mean, what is the Virginia budget? 
a couple billion dollars. Doesn't make a difference if you tell you telling the, the constituents that I'm going to go try to figure out how to find a new statement. They don't seem to be behind m- more than worry about improving the community or something like that. They don't give a damn what the budget is. They care about what you're using the money for. I hear you. I do think there's probably a a non-vocal but large group of people that do want to consider a stadium in Virginia. Um, and, and I think, you know, I'm trying to open the story up from the post, but um, I want to give the credit. Gregory Schneider is the reporter. Um Great, I'm not signed into my post account, so I can't read it. Uh, um, apparently, Virginia's state budget is $75 billion. $75 billion? Like, you can spare five hundred k to look at a project hey, we won't hear, we, could, don't, we don't want to hear a Maryland guy telling us how we're going to spend our money. Yeah, Maryland Virginia. guy. Back off. It I could they, they generate they, they, a ton they, of money for the state. It might, but it could generate a ton of extra time to be riding up and down that damn 95 that we go down. I think it could <laughs> generate the state wasting a bunch of even more money. You think you think if they build it, it'll be a failure landfill? Absolutely. What if they build it in Arlington? No. I, I don't think that's going to happen. But if you could get it inside the Beltway, you get it down in Alexandria. Or I, I mean, I just don't know where it's going to go. Jack and Cook tried to build it in Alexandria, and that sure as hell didn't happen. Um, Landville, you you still even with a new owner are all the way out on a new stadium going to Virginia. As long as the state is spending even one dollar on it, absolutely. With a new owner that comes in with his own money, he could probably build it him damn self. So then we can understand. But I I really think you don't understand that there are a lot of people who are hurting today, and they don't they don't for right now the way that the team is, they don't want you spending any money to figure for no stadium. They don't, and they, or it would take five hundred five hundred thousand dollars could probably go and help out a lot of people. It can help out a better situation with with some. Yeah, it's not going to go to people. But it may not go to people. But what they could be if you're investigating something that's going to help me out, help out those those uh, people that are living there, it'd be more important to them that way instead of oh let's go take this five hundred thousand dollars and go see if we possibly want to decide to make it uh, build a stadium somewhere. That 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 people think differently than like it used to be. Let's just do it because this team was well super beloved by everyone. A lot of things have transpired over the years to where they don't care to help right now like that. Now, if you change it up and then you start building up a different uh, uh, love and a different connection, then it changes. Look, I've had conversations with people that are die-hard fans. Maryland, Virginia, D.C., all over this place. And what they they always come back to how they're treated. And when people are treated badly, they don't care if it's a if it's ten cents. They don't want to give it to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear you, man. I just I, I'm curious why they keep why they keep put trying to get this through then because it it went from it's we're going to do a billion dollars. It's politics. It ain't got nothing to do with anything about how you don't think it's going to change if there's a new owner. It, it probably would change if they're a new owner. Then I think if a new owner comes in, then guess what? Everybody's mindset changes. But I think right now it's all politics. Okay? Youngkin rolled in with the same mindset that a lot of the politicians were talking about. Like, we're going to just do stuff. Then he found out, oh, no, we got to go through a process. And now he's coming back. He's trying to push this himself at first. But you still got to go through a vote. And there are people that are letting you know right now they're not going with it. 
And then the people that are supporting are just like a lot of flunkies around in the politics right now. They follow what they think is the leader or the process, and instead of going and asking their constituents, it has to always be about the damn people. That's what it was supposed to be about. But right now we're finding out if one person says it, oh, we got to jump on board. That's not how it is right now. I I mean, I guess it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out because I I think one of the – the NFL wants taxpayer money on new stadiums. That is that is a league policy. That is a league goal. The NFL will give you a loan, which basically amounts to just a gift of 200 mil, as long as you get some taxpayer money. Some taxpayer money. The if Bezos becomes the owner, Buffalo Bezos, and in Nashville are getting it. If Bezos becomes the owner, he just build, He's building a damn conglomerate over here down in Arlington, and he he gonna build other uh, distribution centers around. So. The, I, most people in Virginia will look at that and say, "This man is bringing money to the to the uh, to, to the state." So we don't mind helping him. Right now, you think I think a lot of people, if Bezos gets it, will be like, "This is the richest guy in the world. I don't need to build him a stadium. I, I, he can I build think, his own I stadium." I think when you start working for him, like because if he starts generating jobs and they're generating, and then some, and if you're smart, you come out and say how much how many taxes he's going to be paying and how much money is going to be generated, then people don't mind saying, okay, we could do this because ultimately when you do the taxpayer thing, I mean, the, 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 when, the, when, the, when the citizens help you out, it's not like they just have to go spend some money. It's a tax. And it, that tax is so small when it really comes out of your stuff, it doesn't look like nothing, but over time it builds up. So they'll, so under, they'll you understand. You think people would be more willing to give Bezos money? I think it's the opposite. I think people would be more willing to help out a situation where they see someone that's truly helping out them. Okay, right now, tell me what, what what what's being helped out in Virginia by anything. I I landfill. We'll go to landfill. He's our Virginia expert. Landini, are you more you you are very anti the stadium? Extremely. Are you more pro stadium if Bezos gets the team? No, I am exactly the same. Not one dime, never. If the stadium's such a good deal, let the rich guy who owns the team build it himself. You're going to spend five billion dollars on a team. Spend four point two and use the other eight hundred million to build a stadium. Not one dime ever. But I'm telling you, there's gonna be a lot of people who will change their mind because they see already he's helping out the economy in the state of Virginia. I, I think, I'm, I'm gonna ask you a simple question. If I ask you what did Dan help out in the state of Virginia economy per se, what would will anybody say that he did something great? Dude, if you believe the commanders, they claim that they generated like $8 billion for Richmond by moving uh, training camp down there. The moment, the moment, the moment, the <laughs> Do moment. you remember somebody, that press release they the put out? The moment somebody other than a uh, uh, person from the team says it is the moment I'll believe it. Do you remember that press release yeah, they put I out? It was the most See, absolutely absurd things I've ever seen. If I tell you what I've done and nobody else tell you, if over time you don't believe me, if somebody else tell you what I've done, you'll say, oh, cool. But everything that we hear is because of what somebody said, a spokesperson said from inside the, the franchise. So maybe just maybe let somebody else tell you a story every once in a while. Then you might get more you might get more belief in it at that point. Yeah, I, I don't believe anything they say. But um, new owner shows up. 
they start working some political gears, I think the stadium conversation changes tremendously. But I don't. I I disagree with you that Virginia voters can be like, hey, Bezos got us jobs. Let's give him a stadium. I don't see that. I don't think it's like just Bezos got us a job. Let's give him a stadium. But I think when you start thinking about putting that tax, that that little tax in the stuff, they will be more receptive to it because they see somebody else is already helping out in other ways too. I'm not saying everybody's going to jump on board, but I guarantee it'd be more people on board than not on board that that's on board right now. I think whatever boost in voter sentiment you get is much more a result of Dan Snyder being gone than it is who buys the team. That's Hey, kinda, no matter how it goes, it still changes and goes into the situation I'm telling you. People be willing to – I don't mind then because they would right. be happy about something. But yeah. right now, they're not in. I, I agree with that. I don't think anybody's going to be in. And if they're fighting them about five hundred grand out of $75 billion, they sure as hell aren't going to pay up the – Two hundred million, five hundred million, whatever that cost is. Let's do this. We'll talk to a guy that knows a lot about money and a lot about the commanders. Our guy Ben White from Politico joins us next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. You know that song. You know what day it is. You know what time it is. Time to talk to our man, Ben White, Chief Economic Correspondent from Politico. You can follow him on Twitter at Morning Money Ben. Ben, what's going on, man? You finally made it to a Commander's game, made yes, it to FedEx Field, had your boys. I got to see you down on the field. And then they lay that egg of a game. Um, what did sure you think did. of all of it, dude? What did you yeah, What you well, think of the game? Let's start, let's start the, there. Let's, okay. Well, I'm going to start with the good, which was a thrill to see you. It was a thrill to be on the field. Super appreciative of, uh, of that. Met some great tailgate guys beforehand. Uh, so there was some good there for sure. And it was a thrill for my guys to be down on the field and uh, all cool. Uh, the game – garbage um you know just exactly kind of what i expected you and i texted going in about the bad feeling of being favorites you know under the lights in this situation and they performed exactly as i feared they would which was decent start uh looked like they were going to move the ball control the clock 
drive stall, punts, no points. Uh, then the strip sack fumble from Heineke and, and things went downhill from there. And I, I don't understand. They kept running those inside handoff plays that were not working at all. Like you got uh, B-Rob, you know, just slam him up the gut. He had the place going crazy on those first couple of runs where he was dragging tacklers. And then they kind of got away from doing that. Um, I didn't think Heineke was very good overall. Doxon had that one amazing catch. Uh, you know, it was a half decent throw, but that was all. Doxon, uh, and then, you know, the defense just did not do a good enough job on Saquon. They didn't do enough uh, on Daniel Jones, as I feared they wouldn't. It was just a overall really disappointing uh, performance. Yeah, and I think they put themselves not in a position where it's perfection needs to show up for the next three games. Yeah, pretty much. It I mean, could be a problem. I put this little thing. JP, I took your, your uh, question and made it into a poll question, and most of yeah. the people are saying, no, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I've done the math, you know, eight ways to Sunday. Uh, they need two out of three, obviously better three out of three, uh, which means they need to either beat San Francisco this weekend, which I don't think is happening, uh, or, you know, the last game against Dallas and hope Dallas doesn't care about that game, which they may not, and then beat the Browns. And even if they do that, if they get Dallas and Cleveland, their odds are somewhere in the 70s, I think, 80s, so it's a decent shot, but they got to do that. Uh, the only thing that guarantees it is three in a row. And I don't know about you guys, but, you know, they could pull out a miracle and have like a game like they did against Philly, against San Fran. But San Fran is a solid team up and down. Uh, beating them on the road is a tall task. It's certainly a tall task to, to beat San Fran on the road. Um, what do you make of Ron kind of uh, – he, he told me that, you know, he, he's thinking about Carson and that he needs more from Taylor. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think making a change would change much? Yeah, no, not really. I mean, we talked about this, and I've been a big Heineke booster, and uh, I'm a little less so after that game as I think anybody would be. And I said, you know, if we saw more of the same from him, I mean, really the lack of awareness uh, on the goal line, and it's not entirely his fault. You got somebody flying around the edge, but – any really tough like quarterback, you tuck it, you, you, you dump it, you don't allow yourself to be strip-sacked like that by your own end zone. You can't do that. Uh, he missed some open throws yesterday that I could see from my vantage point, guys who were open and uh, did not make connections um, and putting the ball If he the hits ground, Curtis Samuel uh, down the sideline, that ball's yeah. supposed to be outside the hash, not heading yeah, out of exactly. bounds. I yep, mean, that's yep, a yep. That's a – touchdown there and then we're not arguing yeah. about fourth down pass interference yeah which it was and egregious uh but you know again you shouldn't be in that position you shouldn't have uh screwed up on the two-point conversion earlier uh, a lot of things they, they didn't do well but yeah I, I i don't know that Wentz uh would all of a sudden light him up to a three-game run to uh the playoffs but i, I at this point wouldn't blame rivera for giving him a shot um you know, maybe even in San Francisco uh, and seeing what happens uh, and if they get more deep balls uh, completed and some of the intermediate routes completed. But, I, you know, Wentz is no savior. So either one at this point, uh, it wouldn't make that much difference to me. I could see him starting Heineke, Heineke either fumbling or throwing a pick, and then and then Wentz coming off the sideline. That would seem like a, maybe the likely scenario. Talking with our friend Ben White here, chief economic correspondent from Politico. You can see him on CNBC all the time. Um, check him out on social media at Morning Money Ben. So let's talk about your just your FedEx Field experience because um, it's been years, I think, <laughs> since you've been to a game. I know you brought your sons, I believe, for their yeah. first game. 
Um, yep, first game. How was the tailgating? How was the stadium? T- take us through the evening. Yeah, I will. Uh, so, you know, it started out well. Uh, you directed us to some good tailgate guys who had nice uh, hot food and, and good vibes. And, you know, there were, as usual, plenty of celebratory people around drinking and doing shots. Like, I, I'm not a prude. I don't care about that. That's cool uh, to a degree. Um, you know, maybe even a little bit more of it in the parking lot, but I'd love to say in terms of, like, just the level of boozing it up. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, we got to high-five with uh, a lot of other fans and get fired up and yell, so that was good. Um, getting into the stadium, you know, I, the reason I stopped going to games a while back, partly because I live in New York now, but partly because the field experience uh, was so poor and that it's not a great place to begin with uh, in terms of, its, you know, beauty or design. Uh, and then, you know, the, the quality of, like, what the fans are like in the seats is just terrible. I mean, I, you know, we had uh, super, super drunk dudes around us. I showed you the guy without his shirt on dancing around. That was mildly humorous, you know, but then there was, like, a rope in front and behind us all blazing weed the entire game, even just <laughs> nakedly smoking cigarettes the entire game. You know, one was a Dallas fan, one was a Giants fan, one was a Cowboys fan. Um, you know, there was not a cadre of solid, uh, you know, Burgundy Gold fans there. And, you know, my guys are savvy and, you know, 16, 13. They're not little shrinking violets. They know weed and they're around it and know what it smells like. And it wasn't the fact that it existed, but that it was nonstop. Uh, it gave them both kind of headaches when they go inside, both to get warm and get away from that. Um, I could have told you about and, that before you got here, Ben. I mean, we walk yeah. into work and it's like this. It's, every, it's everywhere. Being smoked. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's, that's aren't one there thing like ushers? <laughs> and dude, weren't you in the club no, level? That's what I said. That's what I said. We were on the club level, uh, which I thought, cool, you know, it's nice that you got the inside space and the restaurants and stuff. And um, they need more chairs in there, by the way, for cold games because there's not uh, all of them generally taken. But uh, I figured at least be an usher. I didn't see one single usher in the stands themselves ever during the entire course of the game anywhere. It they was cold outside, Ben. They were inside. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it was, it was free for all. Man, I felt like I was at a Bob Marley concert, you know, like a dead <laughs> show uh, or something like that, um, which is not necessarily the, the experience that you want. And I don't want to come across as lame, dude, because I'm not. I have no problem with legal weed. Uh, get all the edibles you want which was my thought for these people. Like, you know, they sell this in non-smokable form, so you can get <laughs> as baked as you want without puffing out, you know, a uh, completely filled Bob Marley and the Whalers bus uh, worth of weed smoke into my kids' faces for three hours. Um, so, you know. I mean, even I those vape pens aren't that all bad. Of that. I'll tell right. you this. I would not have cared one bit about the weed. Uh, well, maybe a little bit, but not much if the, product on the field have been different and we've you know beaten down the giants like we should have i could have looked past all that but couple it with being you know cold as heck uh getting weed blown in your face the whole game one guy who would never sit down even during non-exciting moments because he was so high he had to constantly take <laughs> video of the whole stadium like my kids and i were joking like that guy's gonna wake up tomorrow look at his phone and not remember where he was like, where did this footage come from <laughs> Maybe that's why he needed the footage to document where he was. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> like, bro. And then my guy behind me is yelling at me to sit down. And I look at him and say, well, this guy won't sit down. He said, well, that's not my problem. I said, neither is not mine either. Uh, you know, like, I can't I ask the guy to sit. I can't force him there. You so said something there, Ben. The common denominator yeah, yeah. of all the complaints is if they were winning and doing better on the field, nobody complained. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't complain. So anyway, I'll say this. I loved uh, going. I love seeing you. I love being on the field. Um, I still love the team. Uh, I hate the stadium. I want to demolish it as soon as they can. Build How was traffic getting under there? A new I heard owner. traffic was tough. Oh, that was fine. Actually, yeah, we okay. were okay. We, we actually, uh, you know, truth be told, kind of slipped a little early in the fourth. Smart um, man. You know, just because I, I knew there was a chance, you know, that they could drive down and score and get the two-point and go to overtime. So it was a risk. Um, I didn't think they'd pull it off, and, and maybe they would have uh, absent the rest, but and I would have felt bad for missing it, but they didn't. So we, you know, slipped over to the Uber pickup spot and got out of there pretty easy. Um, last one, because we so always turn to you for kind of – Yeah, I, I, I mean – if they win, it changes the whole tenor of that thing. Yeah, and the just, whole conversation it, is totally different. We blow that. And the offense for jokes about so it's ineffective. I mean, you know, so ineffective. It, it, yeah, then third downs terrible. Like even easy third down conversions they couldn't make. Um, and I did not understand the nature of the play calling. You know, when certain things were working, they should have kept going to them uh, instead of like the fancy pants uh, trying to get Curtis Samuel the ball. Like how many negative or zero plays did they have on that call? I mean, multiple. Yeah, I want to say Curtis finished with five carries for like three yards, something like that. Insane. Like, um, just give it up. It's not working. Um, so yeah, anyway, last one, five funny. carries for one yard. Um, last one, and, and maybe I don't know that this can be quick, but um, with the talk of a new owner, there's talk yeah. of a new stadium again. Just yeah. not specific to the commanders because they're a team you love, and that probably influences your opinion. Yeah. But as, as an economist – with as much understanding of finance and politics as you do, right. what do you make of publicly funded stadiums? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like them um, because I don't think the taxpayer should have to put the bill for that, uh, given the people involved, generally speaking, have the resources to do it themselves and can reap the revenue benefits afterwards. Um, I'm less I'm not completely doctrinaire. There's no place for uh, public funding in a public-private partnership on a stadium complex area. Like if it were, you know, not necessarily at the RFK site, but somewhere in D.C. that was multi-purpose and would generate tax revenue for the city. And you want to issue some bonds to uh, make a contribution to building the overall thing. Um, I-, I could live with that. I think Washingtonians, uh, some at least, would be able to live with that. Uh, nothing to the extent to which it would be fully publicly funded and, and funded by the taxpayer. That's, you know, these guys are billionaires. Uh, they don't need that much public money, and particularly with something like Bezos, he could empty his left pocket and build the entire uh, stadium and complex and region. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I see a public role in certain instances where it is more than just a stadium. Uh, but even in those cases, it should be limited, and most of the money should be uh, private investor money. I'm with you there. Ben, thank you for the time, man. Have a very Merry Christmas and enjoy your holidays, man. Absolutely, brother. Thanks again for the hookup. Hi, Ben. Take care, man. Yeah, absolutely. Glad we got to hang out for a second. Um, That's our friend Ben White from Politico. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Morning Money Ben. We're going to do power rankings at 1 o'clock, but coming back, I got good news for horny people. You heard me right. What? B. Mitch? Yeah. Results showed that men over the age of 40 who had low libido were 1.94 times as likely to die from cancer and 1.36 times as likely to die of heart disease. Wow. Men with lower sex drives also reported lacking 
ikigi, a Japanese term for having for a Japanese term for the reason of having a life worth living, a quality some may describe as having a zest for life. Yeah, I'm 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 going along with this right now. Yeah, I uh, here's here's the synopsis. When I had to do the SATs, I was very good at reading comprehension. I can read something and and cut to the bottom of it of what it means. The, the Japanese scientists are telling us to be horny and have lots of sex and we will live very long. I'm with that. The scientists hope that the study will promote public health through advocating sexuality in Japan. Further, the study is required to clarify the mechanisms which underlie the preventive effects of sexual interest on mortality. All right. So, so, it, so in other words... You can go home and tell your wife that we have more sex and we live longer. Brian, I've already texted this article. To and my then she's going to say, if you live long, I'm going to have more sex. So you may be short, man. <laughs> I, I texted my article. I, I texted my wife the article. Study shows that horny adults live longer lives. She replied, Well, you will live to be 105. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, all right. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to do power rankings like we do every Wednesday. The Wizards have won a game. Lambo, did you get a, a Wiz guest for 130, or, or are we just talking about the Wizards? No. They won. That's usually the, the rule. They win, we get a guest. You told them today to get a guest for tomorrow. You said that like an hour ago. <laughs> That's true. That's, I just saw it on the show sheet. I thought you had updated that. We haven't opened the phone lines. Maybe we'll go phones. Maybe I'll drag somebody from the media room. We open them. <laughs> well, I don't know that I, you want to do that. Well, let's do power rankings next. Right. We always do our power rankings. Um, all right, we got power rankings coming next. Listen, if you're horny, congratulations. You're going to live till you're 100. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to B. Mitchell Finley. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.